He's the mobile trainer that comes to you. Whole family fun is not just for two. Do the kids play footy next up is the best. But for now, kick back and listen to the Birdnest. Corey. Really? Mate, we have this set up all morning and you've left me hanging for three rings. <laughs> Wait, I accidentally hung up. You accidentally hung up? Yeah, the second one I hung up, sorry. Mate, I tried you last night at about 8pm too when you weren't picking up. I don't know what you were doing. 8pm? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was, uh, I was just chilling out on the, on the pig and swing, mate. Mate, you got to stop. Well, I was going to start with that um, for the game. I didn't want this whole thing about to be the game, but I actually, when I originally sent you the message, I had no idea you were actually, like, round one was this week, but it just happened to be a bonus. Um, well, let, let's talk about it quickly because I, I want to know playing in front of a crowd or no crowd, like, what what's the big differences? Like, do you prefer playing in front of a crowd or you prefer the no crowd? What are the big differences there? Um... Definitely, uh, you know, playing in front of a crowd, uh, you know, you prefer. Uh, I guess the thing you don't miss is the heckling and the and the sprays and, and whatnot. You wouldn't like, be getting them though, would you? Yeah, I'd get them most games. There's always the, um, the standard, uh, you're the biggest swinger ever, move in the middle, uh, you're big softy and, you know, blah, 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 all, 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 all them ones. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think it takes away, I guess, sort of, you know, how how hard you play and, you know, all the impact and, and, and whatnot. I, I, I still think both teams play, you know, pretty pretty full on. You know, it's still big collisions and, you know, we're all still trying to do the same thing. It, it's, it's just when, when, like, you score a try, it's just quiet. We're that, used to having yeah. all that, the roar and... That was yeah. weird. It was weird seeing Black score and then, you know, no noise after it. But um, I thought the quality of the game was actually outstanding considering the circumstance. But does it does it somewhat take the pressure off with no crowd there? Like, do you sort of forget that people are watching at home? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I reckon you probably could say that. I, I, still, I still think there is pressure just because, yeah, obviously everyone is watching at home. But, yeah, I reckon maybe it does ease a little bit of the pressure just not have anyone, I guess, in the in the background, and you know, someone India. As soon as you do make a mistake, yeah, <laughs> so there's there's that side. I mean, being at home obviously would have been more in your favour, but it it did remind me a lot of actually playing under twenties, if you can remember playing there at some yeah. point. So, yeah, that, that that is something I guess we can look at. You know, we, I guess you you sort of do start off with with no crowds and. You know, playing playing on the twenties, you you're trying to earn your spot, so you're trying to play all, with all enthusiasm and you know with uh, all your talent. So I guess you know when you look at it in that perspective, that's why I, I guess the games are still high quality because you know everyone is is used to playing with crowds at some stage in their career. So yeah, I mean, it looked uh, it looked like an opposed session, but one of the highest quality opposed sessions you could probably get. So. <laughs> What it looked like? How were the lungs? How were the lungs last night? Uh, they were right. Uh, I was actually yeah pretty happy because I like I said I, I I tried to keep 
um, as fit as I could. In the in, in the time we had off, I, I tried to actually try and get fitter. Yeah. Funny enough. Well, I, I did want to. I actually wanted to get to the. I don't, you sort of had a odd preseason, um, but yes, yeah, just, just staying on the game still though. What? How did Seabold was? I mean, he would have been pretty happy. I mean, I know the scoreline, but I feel like you played better than the scoreline actually. Um, let off. Was he not like? How was his mood after the game? Um. Oh, look, it was it was disappointing, but I, I think that's more because of uh, just how well we trained and our prep and and everything. But, before the game, um, you know, lead into it, well, we, we went in with a massive, you know, positive mindset, positive attitude, thinking, you know, not not, not obviously thinking you're going to win, but you know that we're going to have a play a really good game of football, and um, you know, I, I still think, you know, the the stats show we had no possession, um, and uh, bad like pretty bad completion rate, and we. Before they sort of still in it, yeah. And they were still in the game, um, so that was, I guess, the positive he tried to point out was that you know we we tried our butts off. It was just you know our errors and the lack of possession it, really killed. It was us. like they they were scoring after sort of back to back sets on your own line, but like I said, it was just simply your own errors, like unforced errors in your own end, which led to their tries. But like you were going shot for shot there for a fair while. Um, so yeah, in terms of your, I mean, your how long ever off, two months off, what were you doing to, you said you're doing a bit of fitness. I remember you being one of those fitness freaks that just loved fitness. He got up, he, um, he had 20 eggs. That's, that's how I remember Corey Oates. But what were you doing in the two months off? Uh, obviously you, you remember a different Corey Oates than I would. Well, um, that was Macca, sorry. I thought, thought you mixed up. Um, no, look, I, I I was sort of just trying to drag myself out of bed to actually just go and do something each day. Uh, whether it was a, you know, some days were different. I'd, I'd try and do a gym session um, every day, oh, four or five times a week. Um, and then running-wise, I was just trying to, you know, I'd, I'd go and either do a, a close to a proper fitness session that we'd do at training, uh, which is... Obviously, high-intensity running, sprints, you know, your turns and all that sort of stuff. Were they sending out programs or were you just left to your own devices? No, they, they were sending out programs, but they expected us to go to a footy field and, and, and all that and, and do the program, whereas I just went to the park down the road and done what I what I, what I could yeah. uh, with sort of what I had. And, um, yeah, so I, I just – I still – I still done the same amount of Ks and – and high intensity running, I just done it in a in a different way. Um, and then other days, I was, you know, when I felt a bit bit tired from all the, um, you know, big days, I was just going for just a general sort of three three four k run, um, which is a lot for me. But I wasn't trying to do it at a high intensity. I was just just trying to tick the legs over and yeah, just keep, just keep moving. So I wasn't sitting on my bum all day really. So it's better than um, doing, no, doing nothing. But I, I would imagine the first sort of few weeks when you had no idea, like even if the comp's coming back, like was it hard to stay motivated then when you know you could have been training for for literally nothing? Like what? How were you then in that sort of limbo time? The first week I was pretty yeah pretty slack. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't yeah it wasn't like I, I didn't want to do anything. I just yeah. It was more you were just trying to wait to find out how long we would have had to do what we were having to do it for. And after the first week, I just went, well, you know, 
instead of sitting here waiting and doing nothing, I may as well just sort of slowly start to tick it over. And then as we found, as we started to sort of learn more and more about when we're coming back, that's when I started to, you know, get back into, you know, some pretty, um, you know, bigger sessions for, for, for me. And, you know, the, 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 the gym sessions were starting to ramp up a bit and trying to get the body back in shape to be able to come back yeah. and be back into full, full training. So I guess there's some, like, sense of responsibility where you're like, you know, I am a footy player, so I'm getting paid to do it. This is my full-time job. I should be training. Um, and then once, I guess, once you've come back, uh, what what was different uh, with this four-week little pre-season? What, what were the differences? Uh, well, to be honest with you, uh, we done a little bit. They they tested us um, obviously one on one because the week before they were allowed to go one on one with with the boys. So they don't one on one sort of test session. One on one test or conditioning? One on one testing or conditioning? Yeah, so like, a, like, like, like a conditioning test to see where we're at. Oh, and, demons! And, and yeah, and and to see you know if they had to flog us or whatnot. And yeah, yeah. Everyone everyone come back in pretty good nick and. Um, so the, the our our sort of our sort of little mini preseason wasn't wasn't as tough as what um, a lot of people would expect because everyone mm. kept in pretty good shape in the time off. So uh, to be honest with you, it was more just getting the ball back in the hand and um, trying to get your combinations together with the edges and, and everything. So uh, obviously we still got a bit to work on from from the game, but you know it was. It was just a, I don't know, it was a good, it was a good little hit out, to be honest with you. I actually, I keep saying, I, I feel like I've come back better this this time around. Yeah, right, because, I mean, the infection. So, you, I've, I've tried to get you for something else, I can't remember, early in the year, and you said you'd actually, you had a leg infection. Now, I, you wouldn't know this, have had some, the people <laughs> listening to this will know, a few infections. I had my... Uh, my, uh, I've had a few infections, let's just say that. So I was quite familiar with what you're going through, but just explain that. So how did it all start? What did you notice? Um, and look, um, you're in well, a safe place here because I've had boils as well. That's all I wanted to say. So I can open <laughs> up. Um, no, nah, well, I, I obviously got a um, uh, pretty bad staph infection. Um, oh, it'd be... It'd be near on three years, oh, two and a half, three years ago now. Yeah, that's what I was diagnosed as staph too, so yeah. Yeah, so it was an internal staph infection. There was a weird name for it. Um, and the one I, I ended up getting is was a really rare one, and they, they never really had much to cure it with. So they, I, I just got stuck on really heavy antibiotics for seven days straight. Yeah. And um, they said, like, they said, look, don't. Don't like be really careful for the next two years. You know, when you get a deep cut or something or a needle, you know, be very cautious and careful with it. Yeah. So to be honest with you, to Christmas, to when I got the second one, it was two years and like two months, one month. Yeah, or, right. Or what? And were you like actively thinking of avoiding cuts and you know stuff like that? Oh, I was just when I got them, I was really sort of friend. I, I I'd look at them and think, oh, is that deep enough to be able to? Um, get infected become an infection you know it does it gets you out of ice baths if you did want to use that excuse because it's gotten me out of ice baths before I I tried that for a little while and then after about a year didn't work yeah it didn't really work too well but um, we'll come to win them they'll get you out of it don't worry yeah (laughs) but 
and then obviously on the army camp. Um, oh, <laughs> that's where staff was born, wasn't it? No, but I, I, I obviously had a cut, uh, like at training, and I, I just didn't think anything of it. And it was starting to start to hurt. Like I started getting weird aches in that in the army camp, and I, I still didn't think much of it. And then Christmas, a day before Christmas, um, I had really bad aches, really bad, like just pains all through my back, and yeah. and it, I just went, oh no, nah, maybe it's just because I'm because I, I spent about half an hour peeling prawns. So I thought, oh maybe it's just because I'm peeling prawns. <laughs> <laughs> Leaning over. Yeah. Oh Jesus. And. Um, and then drove to Agnes Waters because that's where my parents were uh, for New Year's. Yeah. So we'll go in there for, for New Year's and and have a good time there. Uh, when I I woke up the next day and I just had pains um, all through sort of my grind, uh, my hips, and yeah, it was just it just nothing was getting any better and. Um, I went and played golf that day, and I just watched my leg just get bigger and bigger. Yeah. And it started getting red, started throbbing, and I just said, I, and I actually, by the end of the golf, the, the golf, I actually couldn't even walk on it. I was going to say, I, um, little confession here, I actually, well, Mrs. called the ambulance for one of mine, because I, I said I physically can't, can't walk to the car to drive, so I got the <laughs> ambo, and then he told me to walk to the car, so, you know, didn't work anyway but that's what i've been trying to explain to people like you physically cannot put any pressure on it um uh, and then once you got to the hospital did they slice it open or well so because we're, we're in agnes water so the closest hospital was bundaver all oh, right yeah okay so i ended up getting friendly with the local doctor at agnes somehow uh, through the chemist he knew the doctor the doctor <laughs> he wasn't working but he said oh well i'll, I'll come have a look at this thing and he said he goes, oh, mate, I'll give you a course of antibiotics, but he said, if it starts to get red and hot, he said, I'd recommend you go to the emergency hospital in Bundy. Do they and, do, you, do they know who you are, or are they just sort of treating you like Joe Blow? Like, no, nah, no, nah, Agnes Waters, they, like, he, he's got, he, he had no idea, which was, I guess, a good thing. <laughs> yeah, just rub this <laughs> on, mate. It might fall off, or it might work. I don't know. <laughs> mate, honestly, this is the funniest thing. So, Bundy Hospital... I've gone to the emergency, waited to get submitted, and I, I, I reckon she thought I was taking Mickey out of her, saying like, "Look, I've got really high temp. I'm really, really hot, and yeah. uh, you know, I'm in a lot of pain." Um, and then I went and got like I, I got my checkup, and she's like, "Oh yeah, like you do have a fair bit of a temp there, and and whatnot, and, and geez, your leg's pretty swollen." I'm like, "Oh no, you don't think?" And um, she's like, she, she thought I was joking. Yeah, and, and then. When I was in there, they're like, "Oh, mate, we might have to cut you open and you know, clean out your leg." And yeah, said, and I just went, "Hey," I said, "Woo, woo, woo." I'm like, "No, no, no, no." No, I think I know the actual word because it's the one where it gets infected to the bone. That's like when you're in serious trouble. Because yeah, well, the, this is the exact same thing they said to me, and that shoot, they were the same, mate. Like they were saying, like you know, it's just a cut. Like, what's your issue? And then once they sort of tested the um. The infection part and they're like oh shit it, is it sepsis that's the word i think i was looking for sepsis yeah, no, oh, that sounds pretty familiar like the bloke said oh shit this you know they might have cut you open and drain it yeah or something and and i went no nah, no nah. i said no nah, look i've had this before and the last thing they wanted to do was cut me open and shave, shave like because last time it was in my hips yeah 
they, if they had shaved my hips, they said I probably wouldn't have been able to oh, play again. fuck. Just antibiotics, though. Like, that's all you'd Yeah. And so that, this time, it was obviously in my shin. And the bloke goes, oh, they might have to, you know, cut it open, clean it out, might have to like, shave a bit of your leg. And I, oh. I, said, hang on. I said, hang on a minute, mate. And I said, Get look, you. I... I <laughs> I said I play sport for a living. I I, I need about a run. Like, did you get your Wikipedia up? Did that did that come up? Uh, I said, look, can I, can I ring my doctor? I said I've got a <laughs> doctor that I talk to. I said I'll put him on the phone and he can explain it. Oh Jesus! But the worst thing was he didn't he he wasn't around when I had my first one. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh right, so he's got no idea. Yeah. Oh, so he was just like, um, oh, so he 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 knew, but he didn't know the. Uh, I don't know the full extent, I guess. Yeah. And so then he he's rang um, the surgeon uh, that was dealing with me the first time, and anyway he's he's rang back thirty minutes later and said I'll put me on the phone to the to the to the doctor, and then um, after that phone call they said oh okay, they said oh we're gonna try and get you to go to Brisbane, you know. <laughs> you're because you're in Bundy now, right? You're Bundy Hospital. Is that where you are? I'm in Bundy, sit my pants, thinking that they're, they're about to cut me open in Bundaberg Hospital and clean up my leg. What were you honestly? Were you honestly thinking like, like I'm a chance of, I don't know, like missing this whole year, like or? Yeah. I'm After a, they said they're, they're gonna have to cut me open and you know drain my leg and clean my leg, and I'm like, oh. I don't know why doctors. I guess they have to do it to give you the worst case, but they were sort of leaning to me too. Like, there's a there's a small chance here you're gonna lose the leg. Like, and I was like, fuck, it's. Like, do we have to talk, tell someone else that? What are you telling me? And it was just, yeah. they just pumped well, you with antibiotics and you, you're fine. Well, that, that, that was, you know, and they were like, oh, we're going to try and find a helicopter ride for you. And I was pumped. Like, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, awesome. I said, I've never been in a helicopter ride before. And they said, oh, that could take maybe two two days. Yeah. <laughs> I just said, oh, wow. And then, because Tegan, my wife, was with me, and she, I said, look, you're going to have to drive me. I said, I'm not waiting two days here. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, yeah. So they ended up letting me, obviously, clear me to, you know, be able to be driven back to Brisbane, and then I, I stayed in overnight at Bundaberg, and yeah, the, the next day we drove back to Brisbane and was back in Brisbane by lunchtime the next day, and then I spent nine days uh, in hospital on antibiotics. So yeah, because that they're just flushing it through you. That's the idea, isn't it? Yeah, and it was. And- I was doing. I had two courses of, I had two different antibiotics. Like they're both pretty strong. One was, uh, one was over eight hours, and one was over I think two or four hours. I can't remember. So every eight hours, I was having one for um, for an hour or two, and then every four hours, I, was, I don't know, it was something ridiculous. No, the the waking up uh, during the night that is the worst part of being in a hospital. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd have to admit that wasn't. You just, that wasn't too right, you just get to bed. They didn't cut. So there's no incisions at all. They didn't have to do that. No, they obviously the surgeon that um, I seen Pete Myers because everyone else is on holidays because it's Christmas time. So yeah. I, like a lot of them are away. I was honestly the only person in the hospital. Really. It was like two or oh. three of the people. Well, what a out. what a terrible Christmas. So like, have you missed Christmas? So like, or did you stay for that day? Oh, I had Christmas, and then it was, it was Boxing Day. Was the day that I got I felt it really bad. Yeah. Well, the worst timing, and then okay. So training's come back around probably Jan ten or six or something. Are you you obviously not running? Um, how long until you could do stuff again? No, they. I, 
running. So I didn't run till uh, the yeah, towards the end of Jan. So they gave me an extra week off. Um, obviously, when I come out of hospital, because when I come out, the boys started. Yeah. So they gave me an extra week at home because there really wasn't anything I could do. I think um, it's not contagious, is it? Because there's a misconception in my team that I can spread it to people, but I'm I've been t- trying to tell Brido and everyone like I don't think you can spread it. It's not like that. Nah, because when when it's internal, you can't. No, you can't spread it. Like yeah. But mate, like I said, it's gotten me out of ice bath sessions. It gets me out of a lot of things, so it's actually quite a handy card. Well, mate, the, the best thing at Bronx is they don't force you to do ice baths anymore. Oh, really? Times have changed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Alrighty, because I know you played the trial, so you, you you did come back for that. And did you play round one and two, actually? I can't remember now. Uh, yeah, played one and two. Um, I didn't feel great, obviously. You know, I, that was honestly the hardest thing I've ever had to come back from. Like, all the surgeries and all the Is that injuries right? and everything I've had, that, that's hands down one of the hardest things I've ever had to come back from. Just, just how I felt and how quick I had to yeah. try and get to the back. You know, I honestly never felt so, so, I don't know, unfit. Just underdone, underdone for yeah, the game. Yeah, so well, so far underdone. Um, yeah, right. Well, well, I mean, we could talk about that for a whole segment, just on boils, but we better move on. Um, yeah. So, well, people don't know, I, I, from my memory, we actually met. Um, do, you, do you know where we met? Uh, I didn't, one, you wouldn't. This is under 20s in Canberra. This is my debut and someone's pulled out of room with you. Um, yeah. yeah so you, that, you were number 20, didn't you? I was what? Didn't you wear number 20? doesn't matter what number I wore, but yeah. So I've played under 20s. I'm, I'm rooming with uh, yourself and you were playing back row then. Um, <laughs> the, but the point, and then we, we later on, uh, we both ended up playing NRL that year. We were... The next Lottie and uh, Wendell Saylor combo. That's what they were saying. So, yeah. but anyway, that, one of us kicked on. One of us is a PT now. Um, but I want to know. This is what I want to know. Why? More how? How did you become a winger when you were always a back rower? What's the situation? Uh, why? Talk to me. Mate, honestly, it's not really. I don't know. It's, the reason why I didn't. I suppose I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> Yeah, but like, who's who's seen? It's a big move. It's like you don't just put Boyd Corner in the on the wing. Like, who's? What have they seen to say? Like, yeah, we'll put him on because you'd never played wing, right? No, nah, I'd never played wing in my life ever. I well, played. Well, who seven. did it? Who 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 put you there, and why did they say? It? Well, it was when um, training for first grade, and then you know playing twenties and Q Cup and whatnot, and then um, the first grade team kept pulling. Oh, they, they just kept losing wingers. And uh, I remember Wayne pulled me in. And, um, but this was Griffin, though, right? This was... Or was, is this a year before? Oh, sorry, it was... Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Andrew hook, Griffin. yeah. Um, so, he... Uh, I made my debut in Melbourne. Um, and I was coming on in the middle. I know. I've got this stats here. 32-0 to the Melbourne Storm, but continue. Yeah. And I ended up playing... Um, I ended up playing uh, in the centres for Reedy because he popped his shoulder out with like in the first fifteen minutes. I ended up playing sixty-five minutes against Will James in the centres. What did he tell you though? Did he say you're going to come on as a back, or he said we'll we'll find a spot? No, for that game he said, mate, you're coming on the middle, you know, and play you know ten fifteen minutes. 
Yeah. And then the next week, I started and played a whole game at the centres again. Okay. Uh, against the Starks. So, and, if we're working way back here, so pretty much, you were originally meant to play middle. Reedy's done his shoulder, and that's forced you to play centre. You must have done all right, and then you've held your spot. And then from then on, he sort of said, you're an outside back for now. <laughs> that's pretty much uh, what's happened. Hey, it was honestly my third game, so I played centre-centre. Uh, and then my third game, Hawk pulled me up. He goes, he said, um, he said you've played, uh, he said you've played wing, haven't you? I said, <laughs> I said no, nah, mate, never. He goes, oh, he said, well, you're playing this weekend on the wing. <laughs> oh, said, oh, bugger! I've actually named you on the wing, mate. Sorry, oh, well, we'll just have to roll with it. <laughs> he said, um, he said, yeah, but you played fullback. You know, when you're a kid, I said, mate, I've played fullback since I was 15. Yeah, I also played cricket. Do you want me to play for Australian cricket team as well when I was a kid? But it's like, so you're pretty much saying he's accidentally put you on the wing because he thought you were and you weren't. And then now that makes sense from there because you just played well and you held your spot. So I, that that's that's why I wanted to know how you got it in the start. But um, what has there been talks of you, like to me, you're still a back rower, like, your game is, you know, your hard carries coming out. But, like, if you were doing that coming off a half, you know, in an attack, attacking ball, I think that would be a lot more effective and stuff. Like, have you had talks with playing in the back row or has, a, has that conversation happened? Because they keep saying next year you're moving there and that seems to be every year for the last, what, seven years or something. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, to be honest with you, um, because we're falling so short of back rows at the moment, uh, it, the question's been thrown up. I, I, and, uh, I, but like, I don't know why this hasn't been talked about even in the preseason. Like, why they they've got so many backs, particularly this year. Like, but even when Birdie's there, but like, I don't know why you don't you do you feel your best position is back row or wing? Uh, oh, mate, I, I still always. Always said that I'd love to still go back to back row. Yeah. Um, you know, but I've just got to, at the, at the moment, to be honest with you, I'm just happy playing wherever I can. And I've, I've, I've said that to Steve. I said, mate, I'll, I'll play there. Um, you know, if, because, because, you, like, you know, it's like when you train in, in a specific position. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so different to change straight away. Yeah. So like I, I said to him, I'm like, man, I haven't trained there for so long. But I said, if I, if I have to play there, I'll do it. Um, and like, you are going to be great straight away. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I need a good preseason training in the back row. Not more so to be able to go and do it again. Like I feel like if I had, if I, if I could just slot back in there, I reckon I'd be fine. It's just more, you know, the reps. A hundred percent. It's not. It's because your skill set is like perfectly suited for back row, but. It's the fitness level of a back row is like next level. And that's the thing you can only get from playing there. So, yeah, like you said, you need a full preseason there, a few games, and then I reckon even just like a year under your belt. Um, and then yeah. you, I reckon you'd be one of the top back rowers. But, mate, that's just my opinion. So, But you said you're a chance now of playing back row because you are short. Um, yeah, look, maybe. I, I said, look, mate, this year I said, to be honest with you, I'll do it. I said, if it's last resort and you need, like we definitely have a back row to fill in the spot. I said, man, I'll, I'll definitely put my hand up and do it, and you know, do my best job as a. Because I'll, I'll be honest, I'm feeling, 
I'm feeling pretty good again. You know, I, 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 I feel really fitting. Feel really fit, um, like I was before Christmas. Um, so, like at the moment, my confidence is pretty high to be able to still do a good job in the back row if if needed. Be, yeah, so. and I feel like you you're carrying strong, like as strong as you ever have, um, and that's the mo- most important thing. And like you see your defense too when you jam in, like you've been folding blokes. Like imagine doing that, but ten times more, you know. A few more in like that. I don't know. It just seems stupid to me. You should be playing there. Um, what? Yeah. Well, there you go. That's that's my two cents. Um, so I wanted to get to this because uh, you know Lockie Miranda. He's now uh, Winham. I need you yeah. to. I need you to settle something for me because we've been going on about this for a while. But I say Jack Reed is the funniest bloke in the NRL. Do you disagree or agree with that? He is funny, yes. The, the funniest? He's a, he's a funny man. I, I, I'll give Reddy one thing. He is a funny man. That's what I've been saying. I'll say he's probably the funniest. Uh, Lockie reckons he's not funny. He's he's actually a bit serious too much. That's his opinion. I don't know. I reckon maybe because Lockie's trying to think that he's one of the funniest in the NRL. I don't think um, Lockie's ever made anyone laugh. Uh, <laughs> You reckon he's made people more annoyed? Oh, 100%. Even without trying. That's definitely his thing. Um, but, yeah. but anyway, he's doing he's doing that now at Wynnum, so that's awesome. Um, all right, I've got some rapid-fire questions for you here, OC. Yep. So we've covered the funniest. Who, who do you reckon is the most underrated player in the NRL? Oh, shit. Um, I don't know. Oh, he got me on, on a good one here. Bloody got you. Question one. Mate, you seriously have do you want me to give you some some? Can some we come names? back to that question? Uh, okay, we'll come back. To, who is the hardest to tackle? Uh, definitely Burgess Brothers or Tom Lala. What, the big Burgess Brothers, like George and Tom? Oh, they used to be. Actually, no, no, I'll say Tom Lala or Tavita Pango. Mate, if you hit George or Tom on the ball, it's coming out. Um, who talks the most rubbish on the, on the field? Do you know each other? Like, what? Is, I know you're just both tall, big wingers, but like, do you know each really? other? Or is that just a? I know, like, sometimes you just know blokes from playing them all the time. Is that what it is? Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever we've really ever spent any time together out of footy, but it just seemed to. Yeah. Over the years, you play enough games against each other, you always it's, end up chatting after the game. It's a mutual whatnot. respect, like, and you guys always get compared. I think that's what it was. Yeah, so he, he talks a lot of rubbish in games. I can see that. Uh, nicknames, what have you got? Who? You. Gary. Goatsy. Oatsy. You miss, um, you're missing one. Chos. You're missing Ooh. one. What's that? I remember someone being called Brains. That's only because he was jealous. Who made that one up? Uh, I actually can't remember. It might have been Gerard. Yeah, okay. I never got that one, to be honest. I didn't see that. Uh, what would you be doing if you weren't playing? Oh, mate, I'd... That's, PT? That, that's one of the biggest questions I'm trying to ask myself, to be honest with you. Mate, you are getting there now. We're 25, 26, sort of. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know. Like, I, oh, my first job was uh, electrician, and yeah. I ended up being a TA and just doing lecky diesel fitter 
and a bit of everything. Would you want to do that day in, day out, though? No. Yeah, that's no. what I mean. Would, no. Could you see yourself working back in the game for the NRL or the Bronx? Um, no, mate. I, I'd always, I don't know, I'd, I'd always have it as an option to to go back and do stuff for the Bronx. I'd, I'd never want it to be my full-time job. No. Uh, um, you know, since playing footy, I guess I've, I've enjoyed, you know, doing my house up and, I don't know, I, I, I enjoy doing the renovations and whatnot, designing it and all that sort of stuff. So I've looked into that sort of stuff, um, you know, and I've looked at, uh, I'm trying to do some media stuff now and I'm really enjoying it, you know, for Nova and Channel 9. Oh, is that uh, right? Have you signed deals with them? I thought you were just sort of guest appearances. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm doing some work with them. So, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to sort of do all options. You know, I'm, I'm really enjoying the media stuff. You know, I, I've only just sort of started, so I'm, I'm not sure what I'm like at the moment. But I'm I, to I think really I think you've timed it well because you've you've easily got enough. You know, like eight years left, easy. So um, there's no yeah. rush. That's that's the good thing on your side, and it's just yeah, dabbling, just dabbling in a lot of things and see which one you you stick to. But definitely playing as many. You've already played nearly 150, so that's obviously going to play in your favour post career. Um, but I'm going to come back to it. Who is the most underrated? I'm going to give you a name here. Ready? Dan Alvaro. Oh, yeah, Chaka. He's And he's an underrated bloke because he's, he's one of the best. He's a great fella. Mate, oh, every time... Where, how come we didn't play last night? Oh, no idea. Do you know there was 300 million people watching? That's a fact. Was there actually... Three, was that 300 million, yeah. What a time to get pumped. <laughs> ah, I don't worry uh, about it. Mate, yeah. Chugger, I, I can't believe I couldn't even think of his name. He'd 100% be one of the biggest underrated players. Honestly, I don't think anyone, like, he could easily he walk down. He could walk down Parramatta. I don't think blokes would know him, but he's a solid mate. player, mate. Like, he's... He is a work... His nickname's Chugger for a reason. Yeah, mate, and he's he's like a fitness freak. He's just... Not, yeah, so let, let's lock in Alvaro for that. Just get through his work, mate. Get, just get through it and just keep chugging along. And he's nice about it, too. That's the best part. He's very down to earth. Humble. Always a great fella after the game to talk to. Um, now, mate, so we'll wrap it up with this question. So the point of this too is, I know you're an avid listener of this podcast, but I run a footy footy clinic called Next Up. It's for just young blokes around Wyndham. Um, I just want some advice for kids. Let's say, what do you feel you did as a kid that helped you get to the NRL? Like, what's some advice for a kid in that position? We're talking at 12 and under. Oh, mate, I was never the, I don't know, I was never the flashiest, stylish, never had all the talent, to be honest with you. I, oh, that's me personally. I don't think I ever did have any of that. I still don't think I do. Um, I just enjoyed it. You know, I, I just didn't know any different. I love footy, love playing it every weekend and just went out there because I wanted to, you know, try and be one of the best, I guess, players on the field. But as a kid, all, all you want to do is score tries and have fun. Um, to be honest with you, that's all I did. And I, I, the older I get, I just never gave up because I just loved it so much. Um, you know, I was never the best trainer. You'd know that. No, uh, no, I didn't. Wouldn't say that. I honestly, I, I, I honestly just, I just never gave up, sort of trying. And you know, I, th- I think that's one of the things I'm probably happy about myself is, yeah, I, probably my mum and dad put that into me was yeah just never give up and you know never think something's out of reach i guess 
there's because there's a thousand stories like cam smith comes to mind blokes who don't make rep teams like were you a kid who made rep teams growing up not really like i made cq teams uh that's central queensland and um i made my first ever queensland white team uh when i was 15 yeah but uh, I, I made the 16 but to be honest with you, other than that i never i didn't think i ever really had a look in I, I, I think what you said there now like hit it on the head but it, it is hard to sort of teach but just enjoy the game because if you do enjoy it all the training and all that it's it's not it makes it a lot easier let's just say that because you do enjoy yeah. it it's and you shouldn't be worried about making rep teams or if you don't make rep teams at a young age but um all right Otsie. well thank you very much for coming on i know honestly a lot of blokes uh, well, a lot of kids that i train will listen to this and they'll get a lot out of it um so i appreciate you coming on mate you're all right, mate. No worries. Right, and and I hope you uh, get another start in Origin this year, mate. I'm rooting for you. I hope so, mate. I just gotta, I gotta pick me up, up, pick my act up, and try and uh, get rid of that try scoring drought. Oh, mate, you'll get, you'll get one soon. Don't worry. She's been a while, mate. All right. Yeah. Cheers, Otsie. Thanks, Rui. Good luck with everything, mate. See you, mate. Cheers. Thank you very much for uh, listening, guys. Uh, awesome to have someone like Corey Oates coming in. Um, on top of Jaden Braley we've had, and we've also booked in Kurt Capewell to come on soon. So uh, really, really cool opportunity to get to hear from these guys that have made it to the top level, and particularly for my youngins in the uh, Next Star program, it's a great way to get some advice and tips from the best doing it. Uh, so thanks for listening, guys. Like I said, uh, boot camp this weekend. We've cracked 90. 90 that's uh it almost brings a tear to my eye it's it's quite amazing uh it'd be awesome to get 100 next week i'm still uh working out the kinks with the uh scheduling i know i can improve on that for sure uh, whether that be an app uh, i've already got a website in the making so that could help as well but again i apologize with the stuff rounds i'm doing my best here i'm a one-man act um, i appreciate your patience but I really appreciate you actually coming down, doing the workout, and I hope you guys are enjoying it. Uh, like always, guys, I uh, just want to shout out to my two sponsors, The Little Gnome and Aussie Winham. So we know with The Gnome, guys, they are giving a coffee voucher every session. The code word for this session is OATS. All you need to do is DM me on Instagram. First to do that, we'll get the voucher. Aussie Winham, though, they're going to be chucking in a free PT session uh, for every uh, podcast. So how cool is that? Um, so this is the first uh, episode they'll be doing that for. So if you DM me a valid reason, I'll particularly be looking at new clients if you don't train with me, uh, a reason you want to start training, um, hit me up and I'll pick someone to do a free PT session. So that is on the back of Aussie Winner. Uh Thank you guys and I'll hopefully see you all this weekend.